Now, we must all fear evil men. But there is another kind of evil which we must fear most. And that is the indifference of good men. Welcome to the St. Longinus's Podcast Baptism Channel. Since this is primarily directed to anybody who may follow me on Twitter at MyLadyNight, I want to welcome you. And this is the episode that's referenced in my um, pinned tweet to my account. Now, the reason why I uh, have put this under my rant channel is, to be quite honest, I, I do understand I really do understand that given the modern era that things things are what they are, as the kids say. So I do understand this, but and and I am striving for piety and devotion, which means of course charity and patience. But being a flawed human being, and if you're new to this channel, you will understand why I'm saying this, or I'm sorry, you won't understand, but if you if you listen to previous episodes, I always make it a point of stressing that I am a flawed, failed human being. I'm nowhere near where God wants me to be, and only through his grace will I get there. So in the meantime, um, you know, I, I ask, I humbly ask those who are new to this to grant me the same um, patience and understanding as they would want granted to them. Now, having said this, um, I'm going to make a little show note here. This particular episode is going to start off with a different intro than is normal for the rants and the uh, the random thoughts. Um, and this is probably, the way it's looking, going to be only for this episode. And it's only for this episode because I feel like it fits with the general overall message of what I'm going to be talking about for however long this takes me. Um, and my usual disclaimer, for those of you who are new to this channel, I normally give a disclaimer in the majority of my episodes where I tell people that what I talk about in this podcast is not directed at anybody. If you feel it is a personal attack, that's on you. That's not on me. That I have been guilty of in the past or of guilty of now. But I'm working on my issues. 
So if you're offended by what I say, my question to you would be, while I'm working on trying to be a better man of God, what are you doing in that regard? So with that bit out of the way, let us start. This particular rant is, um, I've been working for the past uh, almost week. And during the week, I had two instances. Oh, and before I go any further, since I think the majority of the people that follow me on Twitter are said of a contest, yes, I'm looking at you, not all of you, but some of you in particular, I'm looking at you set of a contests. Anyhow, during this week, a couple of days ago, and now today, or I should say yesterday, I have run into an issue. And this is my fault for being naive about human nature which, quite frankly, given my experience and my age, I should have known better. But I I assumed that your average set of a contest could make a logical uh, debate without relying on um, the usual internet games that people play on Twitter and social media. But apparently, sadly, I was very, very wrong. And once again, I blame myself for this. I even blame myself for even being angry about this because, quite frankly, um, any, any practicing Catholic should understand that humans are who humans are and getting mad at a human frailty is no better then um, it, 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 it's getting mad at human frailty. It, 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 it's not who God is. And since we're striving to be like God, we shouldn't do it. I guess this is my bottom line. So having said that, um, this particular episode is... I made a new pinned tweet to my account outlining the new philosophy of my um, account. And I wanted to outline or delve deeper into the philosophy of what I'm all about. Now, um, I will say, first off, that um i want to i want to give a brief outline of what had happened um out of charity and respect to the position of those involved i'm not going to mention any names but this needs to be stated Back in December, I think it was December, December or November, late November, two set of a contest 
um, two set of a contest um, bishops uh, engaged in a public dispute. Now, those of you who are in the know are going to know who I'm referring to. Those of you who are not uh, aware, um, I would suggest maybe DMing one of your set of accountants buddies and, and asking about this. But anyway, back in December, November, two set of accountants, oh, prelates, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Prelates had... Well, they were having a dispute and one of the prelates in question put out a YouTube video basically calling out the other prelate in question. Now, as near as I can tell from the initial information that I got when this occurred, it appeared that the first prelate had basically, it was a private, it was a private um, thing that he put in the church bulletin. Now this church is, is small. And as far as I know, the bulletin was only for this church. And in that bulletin, he didn't name names. He did not name names. The second prelate in question thought it was directed at him and so made a public YouTube video. And anybody who's familiar with the internet should know how big uh, YouTube is. The set of the contest channels on YouTube are huge. Well, not well. Comparatively speaking, they're huge for for a set of a contest. And he he made a video in response, and he publicly called out the first prelate in question. Now, at the time, my only beef with this, and by the way, if you go to episode four of Set of Contism, I peripherally mention it. But basically, if you go back to episode four and listen, you will know that my basic objection to this was two prelates having a public argument when Sedvacantism is under the most intense attack it has ever been under in its 60-year history, and these guys weren't doing the cause of Sedvacantism any good, especially since being prelates, they're to be the example. They're not to act like me or Joe Blow, you know, layman, they're not to act like us. They're to set the example and we're trying to follow that example. Okay? Now, I don't know why anybody would find this point of view um, objectionable because there's nothing objectionable there. It's a logical 
um, objection to those who understand Catholic dogma. Okay? And especially since being said of a contest, and said of a contest should understand this, there is no magisterium to appeal to when two prelates go make public their disputes. There's no magisterium to appeal to. So we have to be extra careful on how we act or the prelate should be. Well, actually, it's said of a contest. If we really want to be good Catholics, we too should be setting the example. Anyhow, to get to the meat of the matter, one of the, the, the first prelate in question passed with this week. And the second prelate, which, by the way, both of these prelates were in Bishop Lefebvre's uh, Acone Seminary in the 70s together. They were classmates. And because the, the, um, the objection was public, some questions came up on Twitter. Somebody said that the particular prelate, the second prelate in question, was not did not attend the first prelate's funeral. And I'm thinking the person that made the twit the original post on Twitter might have been a follower of the first prelate, and he was questioning this particular this the second prelate. They were questioning him, his motivations. They were speculating. Now, as good Catholics, obviously, we do not want to engage in that type of behavior. Me personally, I found the whole thing distasteful myself and would not have made that post. But here's where the, the issue comes in. Two other set of contests jumped on this person and told him flat out that, you know, oh, he's, um, he, he was basically being disrespectful to the bishop in question, and he was also falsely accusing that bishop in question. And my point was, and still is right now, as of present time, that when the second prelate did the very, very uh, sinful thing, and it is a sin of hasty judgment by making public, the, the, there, there are two issues here. The first issue is he made public his, his thoughts that he was being personally attacked when he read in his YouTube rebuttal what was said in the bulletin and his name was not mentioned. So when he made that public, that's a sin. Secondly, when he accused the first prelate of attacking him personally and said Vacantis should know this, it's called hasty judgment. In other words, 
Hasty judgment is, is when you ascribe motivations or behaviors without knowing the intent of the person in question, you are engaging in hasty judgment. So that was where I was going in this. And as soon as I started saying, you know, I was not concerned about the initial poster. Who, by the way, did not even bother to defend himself as near as I can tell. These two other set of contests, well, actually, it turned out to be a total of three. Jumped my butt and started... Not only did they criticize me for making what I see as a very logical and cogent argument against bad behavior, but I'm not going to say all of them, but one of them in particular accused me. Well, basically, the, one of the posters in question did the very same thing that the original poster was guilty of. And that was being of ascribing motivations and behaviors without knowing me personally or the way I act. So if their whole bit was, well, we were mad at, at, at the original poster because what he did was hasty judgment. Well, the one poster that I'm talking about was guilty of the very same thing that the original poster was guilty of. And the other two, as far as those guys go, I they kept going back to the same point. The same point that this original poster was engaging in hasty judgment. And they were not addressing my points that number one, when you make a, a private dispute public and you know, well, I won't get into the, the weeds on this, but when you make a private dispute public, you are open to speculation. You make yourself open to speculation and, and, um, a false judgment. Okay. That, that particular, the second prelate in question had the ability because they were classmates and were in contact with each other to have written an email to the first prelate and said, Hey, are you talking about me and clarifying this privately? He did not do that. He took it to YouTube. So I have no sympathy for him. Secondly, they would not address because they, they kept going back, uh, you know, to the, the, the second bishop. And I and I asked them a very logical question. I asked them, I said, well, since when are bishops excused from the same rules that govern the laity? Now. You said vacantist 300 IQ takers out there. Think about what I'm saying. Don't react emotionally. 
Use your thinking skills, your logic. Isn't this what gave us Vatican II? When Vatican II was implemented, the average person in the pews was like, well, the bishop said it. The Pope said it. It's got to be true. And they would hear no arguments that, well, wait a minute. No, this is actual heresy and we should do something about it. You know, they, they, they literally were defending the indefensible. And that's the point. His, the second prelate's behavior was indefensible. You know, and during this, this thread got really long because to me, it's a matter of principle. We accuse Protestants all the time. Oh, they worship the Bible. They worship the Bible. And they do. But how is that any different at looking at the position and glorifying it to such an extent that you're willing to defend the indefensible because you happen to like this particular bishop? And you, you know, and by the way, this particular bishop I have nothing but respect for him, despite what people might think, when it comes to matters theological and dogmatic. You know, this guy is the top of his line. But when he messes up publicly, as a Catholic, we have a duty to call out his his behavior. And those who would who would turn around and defend the indefensible and and um, refuse to look square in the eye of the the beam that is sticking out of his eye. I'm sorry. The, no, in this case, it would be the, 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 the speck of dust. The speck of dust in his eye and refuse to say, hey, bud, you got a speck of d- dust in your eye. Because, you know, he's, he's, he's a very intelligent man. He's very charming, very nice person. We're no better than the Vatican II types, and we are no better than the Protestants. Being a true and honest Catholic means we follow the truth wherever it may take us, even if it means that we have to do things that we find personally distasteful. And... To get my full thoughts on that whole issue, I recommend episode four about Sedevacantism. Because I said at the time, I found it, the whole thing, to be very distasteful. And quite frankly, if the persons involved hadn't been trying to defend the indefensible, I would have let it slide. If they had just held their peace and... And let it go. I would have let it slide. But they kept insisting. Now if you're going to insist. On. On arguing a point. Which I call indefensible. Then. I tried to use. What I call critical thinking skills. So. If I'm. I want you to use your critical thinking skills. Tell me where my points are wrong. Tell me 
indenture or any of the theologians where if a bishop commits a sin publicly, that he does not leave his motivations, you know, that he is not open to question, period. Okay, period. And secondly, show me the point in Catholic doctrine in theology where um, having committed the sin, that it's okay for that bishop to do that when you all know that if we done the same thing and were called out by our bishops, we would have to answer for that. And if you can't understand the connection between that attitude and Vatican II, then the only thing I can say for you is you're, you know, anything I say from this point forward is going to, you know, you're, you're going to reject it outright, which in my mind makes you no better than a Protestant and Vatican II type. You know, just like our bishops are supposed to st set the standards for us, we are supposed to set the we're supposed to set the standards for the non-believers out there. Now, that is the crux of what happened. And now I'm going to talk about Twitter. I'm going to try to keep it as brief as I can. With the stupid character limit that they have in place, it is hard to engage in a reasoned discussion, more or less a reasoned discussion when you have three people that are not engaging you, your arguments logically but emotionally, it makes having these debates dang near impossible. And I do understand why. Now, whether you said the contest are aware of it or not, it's on you if you're not. The Masons run this world. And the Masons designed Twitter for secular people by secular people. Most people nowadays can only think in 30 second sound bites and they, they do not engage logically or rationally. They engage emotionally. So if you say something that somebody feels is offensive or whatever, they're not going to engage the initial premise they're going to go off in different directions because they don't know how to make a logical argument. Okay? So, it's very frustrating for me on Twitter to try to reason with somebody who refuses to be reasoned with. Hence, the change of direction of my account. I am sick and tired. Now, I do understand. And by the way, I have been uncharitable on Twitter. I have. But the amount of times I've been uncharitable on Twitter, you can count on one, on one hand. 
And I guarantee you it's less than five times. But generally, when I have been uncharitable on Twitter, it's because and these have been Vatican II types. These have not been said of a contest. Uh, when you know, when said of a contest act like autistic spurgs on Twitter, that's on not just Vatican II types, Protestants, although to be quite honest, Protestants seem to be a little more intelligent than the average Catholic because Protestants haven't even tried to engage me in debate. But anyway, when it comes from a non-believer, I expect that from them. And I, I you know, uh, to the couple of instances where I was uncharitable, if anybody comes across those threads, they will see I started out trying to be charitable. And when it turned out that the person was obstinately refusing to engage what I was saying, then I turned nasty. But from set of a con a fellow set of a contest, I expect better. Now, I do understand the whole concept that the Catholic Church is a huge net and we get different types of fish. I've said this in previous episodes. I understand that. And maybe, once again, this is my naivety or maybe this is my pride. You know, and, and let's be honest, people, social media exists primary, primarily for engaging our pride. It doesn't exist for any other reason except to catch us by our pride. But, um... When when fellow set of fall into the same trap as non-believers, I find it very, very disappointing. Because I can't speak for anyone else. As for myself, I'm trying to be the opposite of the world. I'm absolutely if 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 the world if the world says that um Oh, I don't know. Sodomy is is an actual good that should be embraced. I'm the opposite. If if the world says that um, Joe Biden is the next coming of Jesus Christ, I want to be the opposite of that. Now, those are extreme examples, very extreme examples. But my point in saying this is, I don't want to be like the average person. I want to be, and once again, I'm going to lay it out here for you all publicly. I don't think I'm a saint. I don't think I'm, you know, without God's grace, I'm incapable of being a saint. But I'm going to do the best I can with what I have to try to at least follow their examples. You know, and quite frankly, there's enough saints that have said this in the past. That all set of accountants should be practicing this. No matter, you know, as far as I'm concerned, and you can, you can think what you like. I consider myself 
the most failed, flawed human being alive right now. I really do. So, um, you can't get any worse than me. And so, you know, it would behoove us all to try to follow the examples of the saints. I'll leave it at that. Now, I'm already at the 30-minute mark. And quite frankly, I think I wasted 30 minutes. And I only get, at best, an hour and a half for one episode. And I want to keep this to... You know, I knew this was going to run long to begin with, but I want to keep it to one episode. So here is my, my account on Twitter's philosophy. Number one, I follow the truth wherever it may lead me. That means if I have to make uncomfortable or distasteful things, to further the cause of the ultimate truth, which is the heavenly kingdom, Jesus Christ, his blessed mother, and the one true Catholic church, I will do it, even if it costs me my life. If somebody were to hold a gun to my head and say blaspheme, I would tell them, blow my brains out, I don't care. I would rather go to hell knowing I did my best than to get into heaven under any false pretenses. Secondly, I see the world as it is, not as I want it to be. And by the way, for those of you who are new, who may be coming over from Twitter and haven't listened to my podcast introductions, that has always been the way I've been. Even when I was a dirty filthy, hedonistic, heathen. I tried to be as self-aware as possible. And to those of you who are practicing the spiritual life, you will well know until you practice the spiritual life, you will never be completely free of self-deception. I found that out the hard way last summer. So, you know, I learned, and think about this, guys. Think about this. In this day and age, self-delusion is dangerous. Not just in the you know secular realm, but in the spiritual realm. You know, and because this is primarily directed primarily directed at said Vacantis. Think about this. Think about all the saints who have said the amount of people who were actually saved. Okay? They say it's a very small portion. So, you don't think that Satan is working overtime laying traps and snares? To get us thinking that we're doing the right thing when we actually aren't. Not to mention the secular dangers that are posed with the upcoming end days. Self-delusion is dangerous. Um... Oh. 
I am not. Well, I've already stated that in my thread, but I'm not in it. You know, this podcast is not in it for the listens and the followers. This podcast is designed to uh, inform. And I'm not even going to say educate because quite frankly, to use the word educate would be presumption on my part to inform. And quite frankly, um, this is not a personal attack against all Zoomers and Millennials. I promise you it isn't. But those two, and, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying that the Boomers and the Xers like myself aren't guilty of the same thing. But it is especially noticeable in the Millennials and the um, Zoomers Everything has been given to them on a silver plate. So, but I'm not going to play that game. Just because society and mom and dad didn't force you to think critically and use your gray matter and to actually look stuff up, which as I said in the previous episode, you guys have it so easy. And I hate to sound like a grumpy old man, but it's true. You can literally, and because you guys are more internet savvy than an old fogey like me, you probably know which sources are legitimate and which ones aren't. But you can look this stuff up and educate yourselves. So if you refuse to do that, that's not on me because... I give, in my show notes, resources. Okay? But in my day, you know, this is why, this is why the three, the, the, the top three uh, clergy, and I don't want to mention any names because, you know, I, I don't have their permission to do that. But those of you who are in the know will know exactly who I'm referring to. The three clergy on True Restoration Media. Now, when they were actually researching set of a contism, I, I was like a little kid when they did this. But because I remember those times, I actually remember how difficult it was. To get into autistic detail about a subject matter. And I mean, it meant that you had to go to a library with books. It meant that you had to look up card catalogs. It meant that, I, I don't know about their era. In my era, where I was living if you wanted a particular book and your library didn't carry it, you had to fill out a request for the book in question. And then you had to hope and pray that somebody within that particular library, a, a, a library in that particular system had that book in question. And then, you know, you got to read it. If they didn't have it, you were out of luck if you didn't have the resources. So there's no excuse for being ignorant. There's none. 
And that's why I'm so harsh on the Vatican II types. Oh, who am I to question the Pope? I'm an ignoramus. Well, that's your issue, brother. And if you cared about your soul, I don't know. Logical conclusion? Maybe you should educate yourself on Catholicism? Because it's it's not a matter of political parties. It's not a matter of sports ball. It's not a matter of anything secular. It's a matter of whether you go to heaven or hell. That's it. You would think, oh, I don't know, you know, maybe, you know, not being passive and waiting for your white knight to serve you on a silver platter to the truth may actually be you know, be useful because after all, and to those of you who are married, it should, you know, if you're ignorant, do you think your kids and spouse might not be ignorant too? I refer, and this is an old Roman law, and I'm not going to assume that everyone is aware of this, but one of the first Roman laws was, and this was back when they had like, I don't know, 20 laws or whatever. They said, ignorance of the law is no excuse. And, and this was a pagan society. So if a pagan society can say that, and by the way, the true Catholic church teaches this as well. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. It's on you. Now, <laughs> I told you this was going to be ranty. I'm a man of my word. Oh, and by the way, to those of you who, who aren't, you know, shutting me off and, and writing me off as uh, either an a-hole or a crank, I invite you to listen to channel introductions because I, I, I'm an open book. I've got nothing to hide. I am who I am. So I I encourage you, check out those introductions if you're interested in my guiding philosophy. But anyway, so there's that. The second thing is, or I'm, I've, I've actually lost the point, um, the, the numeration of my points, but... The next thing is, is, is that, um, and I'm trying to avoid the stuff that I put in my pin tweet. So, you know, the pin tweet and this episode are meant to go together, but the second, or I'm sorry, I keep saying second. My next point is, is, is that, um, you know, if your critical thinking skills, in other words, if you cannot address the point in question, if you cannot, are unable or unwilling to put emotion aside and think logically, not your feelings, I, I don't want to be wasting my time. Hence the one morning rule. You know, if, if, if I see that you're not addressing my point directly, 
And if you cannot give substantiated evidence, and I've seen, I've seen Twitter users do this. They will take a screenshot of a particular tweet and they will show it. If you're not doing that to highlight what you think is me being grossly wrong or sinful, I will give you one warning and I will say, read my pinned tweet. After that, if you continue that behavior, I'm blocking you. It's that simple. Time is running out and I don't, I don't have time for, for three or four hour, um, disputations on Twitter to try to get a person to, to use their gray matter. And that's another thing too. In the two incidences, both with said of the contest, I might add, they falsely accused me of stuff that they themselves were actually guilty of. And I kept replying to them. I asked them, show me, show me where I'm doing the things you are accusing me of. Show me what the things that I am doing that you're accusing me of. Show me what I'm doing. Give me concrete proof. And they wouldn't do it. They refused. You do that, I'm going to block you. You know. I understand in present era, they've trained everyone up to think with their fifis. I understand that, but that's not my issue. My issue is to, to do to the best of my ability, to do with the best of ability, to follow the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary to the best of my ability to give the best um, service to the heavenly kingdom and the one true Catholic church as I am able to do being the, the ultimate flawed person that I am. Okay. So I, I don't have time for these little baby games and you know, I, I'm not going to do it. I refuse, you know, the motto of this channel is a quote from St. Bernadette, the, the saint from Lourdes who the mother uh, Mary talked to. I, uh, it's not my job to convince, or I'm sorry, it's not my, uh, my job is to inform, not to convince. That is, that is my bottom line. My bottom line philosophy, if you want to call it that. You know, um, if, if you're, if you can't, if you can't do logical thinking, that's not my issue. Okay. And by the way, I pray, I try to practice what I preach. So if I am screwing up, you know, if I am screwing up and somebody can point out, hey, you know, this is inconsistent with set of a contism, 
or true Catholicism, and I can see it, I will apologize and I will delete the tweet in question. So, you know, um, I, I can't stress this enough, guys. Listen to the introduction of the podcast. Because on Twitter, you get no context. If you jump into this podcast blind and you do not, um, if you do not, um, familiarize yourself with my philosophy and my personality, then you will not have the context from where I am coming from. I mean, even even the most ignorant set of contests has had to have heard the internet expression, context is everything. There's a lot of truth in that. Um... I mean what I say and I say what I mean. I've noticed, especially on Twitter, there's a lot of second guessing, assigning of motivations, assigning of thoughts to people that we disagree with. I am who I am. Can't make it any clearer than that. And if you want to ascribe motivations and thoughts that I'm not engaged in, to me, you will get the warning, and if you continue, you're blocked. We are running out of time, people. There's no time to waste. The, the, the tribulation's coming soon. My theory is, is that it's coming as soon as the Great Reset comes out. So, I'm going to end it with this. If, if you can engage me intellectually, if you can separate my tone and, and my delivery from the message and you can listen to what I'm saying, go back to the uh, podcast introductions. It'll make it, it'll help get, make it clear where I'm coming from and how I actually think and, um, how I actually think and act. I can't do it any clearer than that. So I'm doing this all without notes. Um, if other points come to me in the future that I feel need to be dealt with, I'll be adding to them to this podcast. So One last thing I want to end with before I close. Don't dismiss the messenger on sur uh, on surface levels. In other words, oh, well, they're practically illiterate or, oh, they're a layman or, oh, they're an ignoramus. Don't, don't do that. Listen to the message. Listen to the message. 
logically and consistently. I beg of you, for the love of all that is holy, for the love of Lord Jesus and his blessed mother, I beg you, please do this. So God bless you all. I thank you for listening. I'm praying for everyone. And I want to see as many people get to heaven as possible. And um, thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. Have a good day. God bless you. Bye-bye. Never stepped on this road The spark